Good morning. This is Tom Clark and Papa Tom from the Father's Heart Podcasts and also Papa Tom from Papa Tom's Tales, children's book series. I'm here today with my good friend, Dave Henderson. We've got a real whopper of a story to talk about, or I should say subject to talk about, complete with several stories to, to back up our hypothesis and our thesis. So the uh, story we want to talk about today, or the subject matter I should say we're going to talk about today, is this concept of the mark of the beast. Um, many people, many Christians over the years have brought up the thought of the mark of the beast. Many non-Christians talk about the mark of the beast. And it's been attributed to many, many different things. Uh, we won't go into all those possibilities that it could have been because we really want to focus on uh, our day and age right now and the things that are happening in the current events right before our very eyes because both Dave and I believe that we are fast approaching the day of the Lord and the end of the age is coming. Not the end of the world, like the whole world is going to collapse, but the end of the age is, is approaching at rapid speed, it's precipitating. And so we're being confronted with this vaccine. And we're looking at it from a couple of different angles. And we would like to discuss today our, our thoughts and the thoughts that the Lord has given us. And also the people we've met on the street and people out there uh, in the world, in the marketplace, and what we're uh, seeing their reactions are to what's happening in our world today. Specifically, we were uh, addressing this issue that's developing in New York about um, requiring, the government requiring a vaccine passport to go into uh, restaurants, buildings, that have access to any of the buildings within New York City, they're going to require you to have a vaccine passport. So that was that's what the current event that's on the table. And with that, I'd like to, uh, uh, well, one more thing. In our prior discussions, uh, Dave and I had discussed what we believe to be the reason behind the satanic purposes uh, and intention behind the mark of the beast is to control and enslave, I use that word, enslave human beings, number one, and number two is to depopulate the earth. We're in agreement with that, those two principles, and we would just like to share some of our, our experiences and stories with you today, and just at a minimum, uh, not tell you things, but ask you questions that'll cause you to think. So with that in mind, Dave, tell the audience what the experience you had a few nights ago uh, in Anacostia. Well, uh, I've been kind of encouraged on the work that I'm doing in the evenings down in uh, Anacostia, Southeast Washington, D.C., with men on the streets. I don't mean like homeless guys necessarily, because there are some that are out there, but primarily guys, even guys that are the, uh, you know, guys doing the drugs and selling the drugs on the street, which I work with. In that, almost every single guy I've talked to out there is concerned about this whole pressure on this vaccine. None of them are buying it, by the way. And these are just guys that have, uh, I would say probably most of them, you know, fallen outside of the regular category of society because they're out there on the street selling dope. We're not talking and, about uh, boarding and Christians here. <laughs> and we're not talking about in any way, shape, or form uh, a cadre of born-again believers. We're talking about guys who are running the drug market in, in Anacostia, in Anacostia, D.C. And 
every one of them. And I talked to these guys, you know, I think last night I probably talked for four hours to different guys. And, uh, and in the process ended up giving away, I think, a 35 New Testament. <clears throat> and uh, every one of these guys is saying that they think this entire thing that's going on with the vaccine is in order to depopulate the world. And I'm asking them, how are you guys coming up with this, right? <laughs> I'm I'm feel I'm feeling like this is the emphasis that I'm coming up with it after lots of years of you know walking with the Lord and uh and having seen how corrupt and evil these guys run these kind of agendas are and yet these guys it's like God showing them that this is a great evil. In fact, one guy last night very strongly asked me that I really think we were in the last day. Are we really there? Are we honestly there? And, uh, and I share with them out of the scripture, you know, about it. And so we're, we're seeing guys, actually, all the street guys, these aren't, these aren't church people. These aren't religious people. These are just guys that are out there every night after dark, you know, doing their thing. Most of them selling dope. In some way, uh, you know, on the other side of the, uh, what you would call the underbelly of the city. And they're all sitting there saying to themselves, this whole thing is suspicious. Yeah. And then if I cross over into Virginia and I get into the suburbs of Virginia, it's almost everybody over here is saying, this is all good. <laughs> you yeah. should be doing this and obeying it completely. I'm wondering this disconnect. And I've got these guys that are on the street that are all involved in an under, underground market. You know, I'm yeah. trying to reach them for the Lord. And, uh, and then... I come over to the other side of the world where everybody's supposed to be above ground and they're blind as bats. They're almost all blind as bats. You know, Dave, Dave, you remind me of two things. One is to ask the the question, how do we know what we know? I mean, how do these guys on the street come around understanding what they know? And how do the people who are educated come around understanding what they are? And it reminded me back in the time 2,000 years ago when, when Jesus was walking on the earth the prostitutes and all the quote unquote, you know, socially uh, uh, approbate, uh, what do you call it? Uh, reprobate, yeah. Reprobate. All the reprobate people of his age were much closer to the kingdom of God than the Pharisees and the rulers. That's the thing that's, that's amazing to me. And this is all across Anacostia, all across that area of Washington where the most trouble is starting down at the bottom of South Capitol Street where it hits Maryland. All the way across that area up to Minnesota Avenue Southeast, all the way down to the end of Washington, D.C. on Minnesota Avenue. Everybody I talk to, and I talk to every night out there, everybody I talk to is understanding what's going on more than I can find anywhere else as a group other than a handful of Christians here and there. And they're not reading it in the newspaper. They're not reading in the newspaper because the newspaper is blackballing all of this news. It's just coming to these guys. And everyone was telling me this, this is a lab made in the, in the uh, CCP and, and the, the federal government is going along with this because they want to depopulate the world. I'm sitting there saying, well, I'm not asking these guys, where are you getting there? So incredulous that these street guys, these guys that are running the, you know, running the stuff on the streets, that's bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How are they getting more understanding of the knowledge of the truth 
than the everyday guy who's just plugging in, going to work and everything, and just listening to their podcast on TV and radio. Mm-hmm. But I think that's got to be it. These guys aren't listening to all that. They're, they're not? They're, they're that street smart. Yeah. They don't have the education. They don't have any of this other stuff. And they are on the other side of the law. But the thing I've found in working over the years, for the last 40 years, with uh, guys that are in this kind of condition, and I've dealt with these guys for the years, they got street smart. So it's hard to, it's hard to scam over them. Right. It's very hard to scam. They can see through everything. Right. And, and they, they, they do that as a survival technique. They're not just right. droning through. You know, droning through, like, just get up, go to work, do all this stuff. They're watching every single thing at night, mm-hmm. everywhere. They, they're living just by the edge of their by the edge of their ability to, to see what's going on. And they're looking at this and they're saying, this is a huge scam. Let's focus they on that it. question, that word you use, scam, because I think you hit on something there. Those people who are educated, you know, I myself have been educated very well. And, uh, you know, in terms of the world's eyes, I've been very highly educated, uh, went to college and even did a lot of things post-college. That all being said, the idea of scamming, uh, most of the people that have had higher education have actually been duped and programmed that the people on the street didn't have that kind of programming. Programming by a sense, not only do I talk about governmental program directly, the government's not going to program these people because they don't care about them. And they... Um, they're also not being uh, programmed in terms of uh, watching the nightly news and hearing Operation Mockingbird from the CIA and from the government telling these talking heads on all the news stations and the fake news media to keep pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping people uh, that go to work every day uh, with information that's totally false. They're all full of lies, and yet they're being duped into believing it, and the guys on the street are not listening to it, not hearing it. Even if they heard it, they would be able to discern. That's an interesting other word. They're able to discern so that they are not being scammed because this is a absolute huge scam. And, and you know, the thing that's interesting to me, I was just thinking about this morning, how they're talking about masking up all these children in school. And I listened to a, a speech by Ted Cruz, and he's going on and on about the vaccine. And he was saying, we got to get our kids back in schools. And I'm thinking the same, I'm thinking as I'm listening to this, I'm going to catch 22 mentally about this. After literally giving out in D.C. area, in the millions of millions of pounds of food, I concluded that the best thing that we ever did was do literacy with people versus feeding them. Because they're falling through the cracks of being educated. So I'm not anti-education in the slightest bit. I think everybody should have as much education as they can get. But we're not getting education through the system. We're getting indoctrination through the system for the most part now. The education idea has gone to the wind. And in these schools, these kids are getting indoctrinated into certain things. And in those certain things are causing them to be susceptible to being just sheep to whatever goes on. So... If I could uh, find a way to have these guys educated, like you're talking about, get highly educated, reading, doing all those kind of things, and being able to understand without being put through this darkness that's going on, which is a, uh, an element of darkness that's causing them to to be subjected. Because the guys I'm dealing with, many of these guys are all dropped out of high school. They're all guys that fell through the crack. They fell through the crack. 
And that's generally what happens in the urban world. Men fall through the cracks. They don't usually graduate. If they do graduate, they graduate reading on a fifth to sixth grade level. So, so these are guys who are falling through the cracks, and yet they got street smarts that's telling them this thing is wrong that's going on. It's more and than wrong, it's evil. It's evil. They hmm. see it as evil. And it's amazing because sometimes it's hard to get some of these guys to see things as evil. It's hard to explain to them oftentimes good and evil, even though many of them have been in churches. The churches were dead that they were in, and the churches were basically not uh, uh, full of preaching right and wrong, the righteousness of God, you know, things of God, good mm-hmm. and evil. So, they, you know, just it was all glamour uh, stuff going on. So it's sometimes hard to get these guys to understand. You have to talk to them sometimes on the basics of even the Ten Commandment level, but they're seeing this as evil. Yeah. And they're seeing an evil agenda behind this, which amazes me. Yeah. It honestly amazes me. Kind of been, it kind of makes me rejoice when it I should. talk to them because of that. It's, it's really an example of God moving yeah. amongst people um, in a different way than we would have expected it to be and outside the non-dots the way we've been trained. And the one thing that it's making them say is the time is coming to the end. Yeah. Every one of them. Every one of them. Even the guy stealing dope. You know, guys, I, I, uh, I encountered a guy last night. There's a, uh, what I do is I, I'll go through these areas and I'll find a group of guys to talk to, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's always a group of guys out there hanging out selling dope, right? Mm-hmm. I like to go up to a whole group at once because then there's going to be somebody in there that you can deal with, right? So I'll go up to a group of the guys and I'll, I'll you know, I'm pulling up there. I'm 67 years old. I'm, I'm maybe. And with many of them three times their age, right? And I'm the only guy on the street that's not black. Mm-hmm. I'm the absolute only guy in all of these areas that's not black, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a phenomenon. I got this giant Jesus loves me band, right? So well, beca- because like, you're white, they maybe consider you a racist. Yeah. So there's <laughs> seen this, uh, giant thing coming in, and it's, there's no way to hide this, in other words. It's, it's go large or don't go at all, right? <laughs> right. So I, I just go up to these guys. Guy comes up to me and he's wanting to sell dope to me. <laughs> so I start talking to him about this thing. I start talking about the Lord. I give him, you know, I talk to him, I give him some tracts. I talk to him about Jesus. And the next thing I know, this guy's talking to me about the virus and how this whole thing is a scam and how this whole vaccine thing is a scam and how he's seen all this stuff. And so it's like, you know, all of a sudden these guys are seeing that and he goes, This must mean. That, that Jesus is coming back soon. This is a dope dealer. <laughs> He's understanding it. But it gives you an inroad yeah. where the inroad wasn't there before. Maybe maybe you can gather around yourself 12 disciples. <laughs> <laughs> I told, I, that's actually what I told the guy after I finished talking to him. I said, you know these things, but yet you're out here on the street doing this stuff. I said, you're jumping in on the side that I'm on. And getting people to know the truth and to understand that Jesus is coming soon. To get it right yourself. I mean, you got to go out and tell everybody. You can't just be passively watching it because you'll get trapped. Right. And that's exactly what will happen. You know, well, why don't you share with the audience also some of the things that we have discovered about the toxic ingredient that's in this vaccine and what it's designed to do. And also you have some experience with... Um, uh, I think natural substances 
that you the Indians have discovered. So let's step back for a second and say one of the, the key ingredients that's a trade secret in these vaccines is graphene oxide. And yeah, graphene oxide. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. Tell, describe it to the audience. Go ahead. Yeah, graphene oxide is, is one of the ingredients. Let me say two things. There's two things about the vaccine that concern me. First of all, the first of all is the thing of using the aborted uh, baby uh, line to make some of the substances in it. All right. So that in and of itself should make every believer in the, in the country, every believer that understands the right and wrong of abortion, say no. That should just put the foot down and say, no, we're not going to take anything that uses a dead baby's body in order to, you know, a aborted baby's body in order to uh, utilize creating this line of drugs and, and drug operations. Secondarily, there's ingredients in there, hydrogel, graphene oxide. And graphene oxide is something that was the patent for was bought up by Elon Musk about, I think it was eight years ago. And the reason he bought it up, he said, was because he wanted to utilize it to make a, it, it creates a net when subjected to certain levels of electricity. And a lot of people want to understand, you can get graphene, you know, you're, you're all, your pencils that are made, we always call them lead. They're not really lead. They're, graph they're graphite. And you can make graphene oxide by using uh, lead pencils ground up into really fine powder. Because what it does is it creates a net when it's injected into the body uh, and it's subjected to electricity. It creates a net that's one atom thick, and it's considered uh, harder than diamonds and stronger than steel when it's tied together like that's that. amazing and so i mean that's an amazing statement and yet it's one atom thick and anybody can look it up on the internet and when elon musk bought it he bought it because it was his vision that it could be injected in the human body and then go across the, the top of the membrane that covers the brain itself and become a receptor for electronic signal yeah and turn the ability of the human brain into putting out uh, information through that membrane and receiving information through that membrane. That's Elon Musk's own writing. This is well before the uh, uh, Chinese virus hit us and before the vaccine thing became a thing. This is something that he was talking about eight years ago. It's why he bought the patent for this yeah. uh, graphene oxide. So, so this is a very dangerous uh, substance to be injecting into the human body. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fake news media uses the uh, common word woke. You know, you got to be woke, right? Well, we should use the yeah. word awake. We need to get awake. We need to awake to what's happening about us because we're asleep and we don't see what's going on between this. This is a, a orchestrate, intentional orchestrated evil plan. And it's showing all sorts of characteristics. I can't say it actually is the mark of the beast at the moment because God has not revealed that to me, but it certainly is showing a lot of characteristics of what the market of the beast is intended to do, which is to enslave people and to depopulate the earth. The idea of using that graphene oxide. I had a client a number of years ago who was a, a really liked Elon Musk and he wanted to invest in his companies and he, he was an engineer and he researched everything Elon Musk did and he realized that the key to Elon Musk's success with the electric cars was the battery. And then he researched it further and said, what's the key ingredient in the battery? 
and it happened to be graphene. And he said, where did they, I want to, he wanted to invest in graphene. So I researched it for him and there was a, a plant down in Brazil and the one in the United States was in Nevada, about 100 miles from the Tesla's plant. And uh, there's a, they actually farm it out there uh, using uh, lithium and a couple of other things that they put together that they uh, uh, grow it, in a sense, out in the desert. And then they harvest it. And uh, it's, it's most salient property. It's highly, highly conductive of electricity. And that's what's being put on the body. It also can hold a magnetic charge when positively charged. So if... And that, that is one of the, the greatest potentials as far as Elon Musk is concerned is this conductivity ability and it's net. It creates a net. And it's hard to explain unless you look at the uh, electronic microscope uh, videos that they've got on the internet of what happens when they charge graphene oxide and you see these particles in it, what looks like a Petri dish, as you're looking through the, through the microscope. And all of a sudden, they link together like a net. They mm -hmm. make it like, a, like you had a net, except it's one atom thick. Just one atom thick. And for some reason, uh, this particular element does this. And then it becomes basically like a receptor. It becomes a receptor, and they're they're believing that they can interface with this into the human brain, and from the human brain through this into the whatever receivers that they have out there, and make man uh, more like a machine in the sense of how he uses his brain. Right. And there, and Elon Musk himself says in his writings about it, he talks about this quite a bit. He he made no bones about this. In other words, this is not something he's hidden. He's made no bones about it. He says in his writings about it that he perceives in his mind that the future of humanity is tied up with having this capacity in your brain from this graphene oxide that if you don't have it, you will be considered the stupid people because the other people will have access to all the information through just their brain instead of having it on a phone or having it on a computer like we do today. Right. So, in other words, you'll you'll have access to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if you get this yeah, in your brain. Exactly. They'll call it transhumans, is what they're calling it. They're talking right. about it as transhumans. It's always they been the design of Satan from the very beginning to pervert the DNA of the human race. That is exactly, and that and that is another. Let me just say this about the about the uh, vaccine. What happens with a virus? Is a virus latches onto a portion of your RNA? You know, your DNA, when it opens up for the mitosis and it splits open and RNA comes up, the messenger RNA it's called, uh, and it takes the information off of the amino acids and then creates a new cell with that, a virus will come in and latch itself in one of those places. Maybe, you know, one of the one of the ATPs that's in your in your system there. You know, latch itself out of there and get duplicated as that part of the message. Because really what's happening is the uh, duplication, the RNA is carrying a duplication of the genetic message to the new cell. It'll come in and latch itself in there and duplicate the virus as part of the new message. And that's how a virus spreads in your body. It's not a bacteria that's alive like you would have on a, uh, a germ that you run into. So this vaccine goes into your RNA and latches onto those things. And makes it so the virus can't latch onto it. 
but it latches onto. So what is it going to produce in people as that reproduces over and over again? Well, we've already seen that uh, either because of what they're putting in the vaccine in order to stabilize it because it has a lot of problems with it, or the actual vaccine itself, we're seeing all kinds of critical problems. But the, uh, I was just uh, telling someone the other day uh, that all the conspiracy theories we've been talking about are proving themselves to be true by the fact that these guys can't let this go. They're pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And so when someone asked me a couple of months ago, is this the market of beast? I said, probably not. This is just what the market of beast is going to do. Now I'm saying to myself, well, how do I know this isn't the market of beast? They're pushing it like they've pushed the market of beast. It's going all over the world Yeah. in this way of saying you have to have vaccine passports. There are, they got several million people every day in France marching in the streets to stop vaccine right. passports. Right. And when you see you see what's happening in New York, when you see you know one of the yeah. things in Scripture it says the market you're going to have to get to the market of the beast in order to do buy and sell things. It specifically says in the in the Scripture. Well, that's exactly what's happening in New York. You're going to have to have this vaccine passport in order to say you've got the vaccine in order to go shopping, go to go to uh, the, the the restaurants and 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 whatever you're going to do in in the marketplace in terms of uh, living. You're going to have to show this vaccine. That's what they're pushing, which is the whole end game of the COVID. The whole end game of the COVID, which is a man-made virus, as we realize it was. It wasn't to, to even kill people directly. It was to get people to take a, vac a vaccine, which is not even a vaccine. It's it's even a misnomer to call it a vaccine. That's one of the, the, one of the great dangers that we got to understand. We got to, you know, we've had all this interpretation. In the, uh, especially on the book of Revelation, chapter 13, where it talks about the mark of the beast. And we've oftentimes interpreted just specifically stating the number 666, which is really uh, in the numerical uh, system of the Bible, which is the number system that goes along with the grammatical system. It's actually the number of man. So if you forget about that being a physical number, and think about it representing the idea of serving man. And then it's in your forehead, meaning who you're thinking for, who you're putting your, dedicating your mind to. And in your right hand, of course, in the right hand in the Bible, we know it's symbolic of who you give your strength to. That's what God did. The, the scripture said Jesus is the right hand of God. He sits at the right hand of God. Everything about the right hand refers to who you're giving your strength to. So, it's so it's much much more than just having a number six 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 on your hand or in your forehead. Never goes. No, we don't got that. It's really who you're thinking for and who you're working for. The things of God, not anymore. The things of man, thinking for the things of man. And if you're not doing that, if you're not doing what man does, and that's who Satan exalts. You know, Satan doesn't come to exalt Satan. When Jesus turned to Peter on his way to the, you know, before, a couple of days before he was crucified, and Peter said, no, not so, Lord, it'll never happen to you. Jesus turned to him and he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He said, because you've savored not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. Yeah, important point. So, who we're serving and who we're putting our mind to 
which is humanity. Now, humanity is going down this route that they're forcing everybody into this system of taking this, whatever it's going to do. I have no idea what this is going to do to your body in the long run, and neither do they. All they know is that when they tried an mRNA vaccine on a uh, other little animals in the, uh, I think it was in the SARS-1, when they tried it, it made it worse. So that they got a worse case of the virus than they had before. They didn't call it the Delta, you know, the, uh, the Delta variant back then. They got a worse case of it in the, the being that got inoculated. They were just, I think it was gerbils at the time. And they did, or hamsters, they did not recover from it. They died from it. And we're seeing this surge. And now they're blaming it on the unvaccinated and saying, your, guy, your non-vaccinated is harming us. But in reality, there's studies coming out showing that the vaccinated are giving it to the unvaccinated. And they're yep. getting this extra variant. Yep. I think Massachusetts had 75% of the people in Massachusetts that were hospitalized with COVID were vaccinated. Yep, that's true. Double vaccinated. And so it, it, it was known when they first started this whole known in the 2005 studies that were produced by Fauci, you know, the fraud Fauci, his 2005 studies on the vaccination on this, that they had to stop the trial. They couldn't even go past the smaller animals trials to go into the primate trials because it was killing everything that got it. And then this is just one giant trial on human beings and we're having great repercussions, which they won't even let you talk about in social media. And the news ain't going to talk about it. They're cutting out any words that talk about it at all. So they don't want anybody to know. So when, when the more, and I was not a conspiratorial person, but the more I see them pressure for this, the more I say, yeah, maybe these conspiracies are true. Yeah. Maybe these guys on the street, because they're street smart, have a heck of a lot more understanding of what to watch out for. That's how they live or die out on the street. There's yeah. shootings out there all the time, right? right. But they got to know. I mean, I had to learn when I was working on the street how to be able to survive working in those environments by how these guys said I had to survive. Mm -hmm. So like they told me, if you see a car coming down the road, it's going a certain distance from you and they got the windows down, you got to watch out. Mm -hmm. You know, if you see the windows up, you're okay. You know, all these kind of things that they teach you out on the street, right? When you're trying, and I'm just trying to reach you guys for the gospel and they're trying to give you these clues how not to get shot, right? Right. These guys are also looking at this thing now. They're saying, hey, this thing's looking bad. It looks like the population. It looks like the mark of the beast that we've all heard about, blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying, you know, I was I was saying before, no, this ain't the mark of the beast, it's, but, but it would be like what the mark of the beast would be like. I don't know. i got to honestly say, the way they're pushing this, it could easily be the mark of the beast. Well, Dave, it's... Because it's, there's a way they're pushing it. Yeah. To share with our audience, um, how are these people on the street how are they responding and reacting to this? And how can we encourage our listeners how they should be thinking about this and responding to it? I think that the way you win is just to say no. These guys are in a, a weak position because they're mostly on the wrong side of the law 
And if they get grabbed for what they're doing, they're going to get put in a position like be put in jail, and they're going to be stuck with having to get this thing because they can do what they want to do to you in jail. They can give you vaccines. They can do all that kind of stuff, right? right. So they're, they will be in a bad position. That's why I keep warning them. I said, listen, you got it. You've got to get your life right with God because if you don't, even if you know this stuff, you're still subject to Satan coming at you. For believers, I would tell believers, don't do it. Put your foot down. You know, the, the founding fathers told the British no. They told King George, no, we're not going to do it. And we are sitting here allowing the government, because we have got the people that are in positions that are supposed to be representative, but view themselves as rulers and lords instead of representatives. They view themselves no different than the British royalty view themselves over well, our lives. Well, think about you, because yeah, I know you read the Declaration of Independence. What was the raison d'etre, the reason behind Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence? What did he state that gave them the right to throw off the the, the British rule? What the, the British rule was doing that gave the United States the right uh, to have a revolution? Well, really, what, what Jefferson in his writings, which are some of the best writings ever, I think they, they described those as the greatest writings of the Protestant Revolution, uh, Reformation. And because it was, it was the culmination of the Reformation applied to government. And that government said that the individual and their relationship with God was supreme over the state and the state's interest, unless you did harm to another person. So when the Declaration of Independence was really our best document, the, the Constitution retained a number of years later in, in uh, 1783 to 1787 time period was constructed. Uh, came years later, the Declaration of Independence laid out clearly the Bill of Attainments. We are not going to tolerate this because you violated this right given to us by God. And by, by not only say by nature, but nature's God. You know, the French Revolution said by nature. And our Declaration of Independence said by nature's God. Yeah. And and God gave us these rights to be free and to be unhindered in our operations of our religious beliefs and our freedom of speech and our freedom of assembly, et cetera, et cetera, in the Bill of Rights. Before the sight of God, this is the gift of God given to man. Even the great, what they call the great unbeliever, Thomas Paine, talked about it. He said the first man, Adam, when he was created, was created with all of these rights intact. And at no point did God ever intervene and say, I'm taking these rights away from you. Mm -hmm. And the church, which has taught submission, has in effect said over the last 75, 100 years or so, has said, submit yourself in such a way that you don't have the supremacy of these rights in your life. Give them up for the sake of the state's will. Mm -hmm. Give them up for the sake of the church's will. The states will, everybody's will. God didn't put any of that in the book. So God our Father, God our Father, working through our founding fathers, brought to uh, the attention and memorialized it in the Declaration of Independence that we have certain inalienable rights, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and right. we're the intersection of the church, not necessarily a church, but the church, the ecclesiastica, uh, and the government intersects is over this one area of freedom. The 
the mark of the beast is intended to enslave us and take away our freedom and eventually kill us. And God's heart for his children is to have his children be free. The, the globalist elite that are, you know, uh, Lord Acton, I don't, you know, the, the old guy, the guy who famously said power corrupts and absolute power, absolute corrupts, even to the point it says that even if you're not in power, if you're supporting that power, you're going to be corrupt. And this is the problem that we have. We went from a representative government that was supposed to represent us to now a group of elitists who think they control us. And you can see that in the actions that they've done all along. Yeah. But the fact is, the British, when they were fighting America, they said they feared one group more than anybody else. They didn't say they feared the snipers, which is a new thing back in those days, right? They didn't say they feared the Iroquois that were, that were with us, that were slaughtering them in the in the field they didn't say they feared it they said they, they, they said they feared the black road brigade and that was the preachers up in the pulpits who preach freedom and what we have today is the least fearful men up there in those pulpits we have the, we have men in the pulpits that nobody's afraid of because they don't preach freedom they preach subjection where are the black robe preachers when you need them dave we don't have them. There's a handful of them. I know a few. I know a few. But there are a handful of people that preach freedom and absolutely don't bend on that freedom. They say, we're not going to bend. And Amen. the fact that the entire Western church, and I don't mean just the United States, I mean the entire West just shut down for a good year and a half over a, a, a virus that 99.9% Six six percent don't even get sick from. You have to test to be able to even tell if you got it. Shut down over that because the state said shut down and didn't push back and said no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. The fact that the first time in history this has happened and many of them are looking to shut back down again. Yep. Ready to shut back down again. We as the people have to take God, a stand have got to lead the charge against this darkness and say, no, we're not going to do it. We're not bending. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we got to bring this podcast to a close. We want to thank our audience for listening. We appreciate your time and your attention. And uh, we trust it gives you some things to ponder and think about. Everything that we bring up on the Father's Heart broadcast, we're not designed to scare you or anything, but to really lead you back to God to bring the kingdom of heaven onto the earth. You need to be aware of these things, but you also need to be aware of what God's plan is. And his plan is for the next great awakening, to uh, awaken people to this evil, to the to stand up and react and respond to this evil uh, against it. And uh, it's going to start in people places we don't expect, like with these uh, drug dealers in D.C., or out in places that you never would expect. It's probably not going to be in the churches. It may not. It won't be in places where we expect it to be. But it's coming, and it's really right at the doorstep. This is the, something's got to happen, and it's got to happen soon. It can't happen ten years from now. It can't happen five years from now. It's happening in the next twelve months or sooner. So we want to thank you for listening. Please um, spend some time uh, on going to Patreon. Uh, www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, The Father's Heart, uh, for all the media that The Father's Heart's 
uh, media is being produced. I've got blogs on there as well. And Papa Tom's Tales, um, www.papatomstales.com. And uh, our next book will be out within very in August. We've already uh, we're re-editing it several times. It's Luke the Lightbearer defeats the spirit of confusion, and it really is dealing with this issue of transgender, which is another attack of Satan upon uh, mankind to uh, to denigrate, to depopulate the earth, and to denigrate the DNA of the human race. So thank you for listening, and uh, we enjoy your company.